0: Hello and welcome to the 250, your weekly podcast. Look at the IMDb's top 250 movies of all time. I'm your host, Darren Mooney, and joining me as always, dancing though you can't see him because this is an audio medium, it's Andrew Quinn. How are you, Andrew? Just the two of us,
1: building building castles castles in in the the sky, sky. just
0: Just the the two two of of us. You yes, and I. I. I want listeners to know that any problem with that recording was strictly down to sync issues because we are recording remotely. Otherwise, it was perfect. Um, yeah,
1: yeah. And if 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 it sounds if it sounds like we're out of tune, there's probably something wrong with your uh, phone or or your your head your your, your earphones. Maybe maybe your um, ears as well. You should probably go. Which your that ears? See, I yeah, yeah. should probably yeah and 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 change your attitude too i I like
0: this i like this it's the great thing about not having guests straight out
1: of the gate yeah
0: the great thing about not having guests is we can be assholes on the podcast Um, yeah 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 yeah.
1: we we like we want the listener to feel like a guest (laughs) just treating them like they're here yeah Uh,
0: um, like they volunteered two hours of their time to talk about what we're talking about this week which is gavin o'connor's 2011 mixed martial arts film warrior
1: That's right. We, 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 um, this is in a particular uh, set of, or a subset of, of, of 250 movies where we're kind of like, why is that there? Yes. I mean, you, you can, you can kind of, you, you can say that, I guess, about movies that aren't that bad, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah movies that are just grand movies like movies even yeah. that are good like movies that people like a lot people that movies that people say
1: are... it about prisoners maybe. yeah
0: the one that we started on our very first episode i think we maybe did say that on our very first episode about prisoners <laughs> like actually like i'm really glad that we did prisoners as our first episode because it's such a weird movie to be on the 250 uh, because it's you know it's solid it's well made it has jake gillenhall giving like everything but is it one of the best 250 movies of all time a very
1: understated
0: <laughs> yeah, performance <laughs> yeah very nuanced very very subtle <laughs> performance there but yes actually andrew brought this up um warrior is a movie that i've been fascinated by on the 250 in terms of a movie wondering why it's there what it's doing there why it's endured, why it's managed to hold steady when so many movies around it have kind of fallen out or dropped out. Why it's become like one of the fixtures of the 250 since it's released back in 2011.
1: I mean, are we? will we get into it? I, I have some theories. Oh, think, okay. Uh, people were so disappointed about Here Comes the Boom they felt that they felt that it wasn't top tier Kevin James <laughs> so, so this was their Here Comes the Boom I, I like that well I mean yes
0: I actually have Here Comes the Boom written down and circled here as well because I I have a whole 45 minutes we're going to spend on that no no because well okay there, there is something interesting about Here Comes the Boom that we'll probably get to later but it is
1: worth is, in, in some way in some funny ways this is like a bargain basement Here Comes <laughs> yes. the Boom which is strange because it's, it's I mean it's, the, the real question is like is it better than Here Comes the Boom?
0: <laughs> and I feel like are we qualified dads so that or will we keep listeners in suspense about that?
1: Yeah it's going to seem to some people like we don't like this movie or <laughs> here comes to, or that we don't like Here Comes the Boom but you'll have to wait <laughs> I to, I to is... find <laughs> out
0: Yeah, I, I know i got to love that I love how obnoxious it like again this is the top 250 movies ever and I love how obnoxious we sound we're like yeah but is it really? Um, but I mean, like, <laughs> war- like I look at the 250 and like there are movies on there that, you know, you expect to be on there. So there's like The Godfather, right. Godfather Part 2. There's movies that you understand have a huge cult following. Movies like, say, The Dark Knight, for example. You know, some of the Marvel films are on there as well. And you understand of like, they have a huge groundswell of support. And then you look at something like Warrior. And Warrior is fascinating to me uh because it kind of it emerged um it was released obviously in 2011 but it emerged as part of what might be termed a resurgence of the let's call it the fighting sports film um in right. the wake in the wake of the 2008 recession there was this huge well i guess i apologize for this but here comes the boom of 2008 post-recession sports films as it were Movies that include, for example, The Wrestler from Darren Aronofsky, movies like Creed, uh, movies like, say, Southpaw, starring Jake Gyllenhaal, Foxcatcher, starring Steve Carell and Channing Tatum, The Fighter, starring obviously Christian Bale and Mark Wahlberg, uh, movies like Fighting, uh, arguably even as well, and more recently, Bleed for this as well, the, the kind of Miles Teller version of this with Aaron Eckhart. And it's kind of interesting that all those movies kind of came out. And you look at the list, and many of those movies did make it onto the list. Many of those movies were on the 250 However, briefly. Creed was on there. The Fighter was on there. The Wrestler was on there. Uh, but most of them dropped out. And it's kind of fascinating to me that of the movies that emerged as kind of part of that movement, as part of that kind of snapshot of movies about men knocking several kinds of whatever out of themselves in a ring, the one that had the greatest staying power was Warrior. Because Warrior was not a movie that performed particularly well at the Oscars, um, unlike, say the fighter which picked up a rake of nominations the
1: wrestler was a big one wasn't the it? wrestler
0: was huge as well even creed got a couple there as well and it didn't perform or the foxcatcher as well and it didn't perform especially well at the box office unlike something like creed like warrior opened at number three at the u.s box office and dropped quickly it was outperformed at the u.s box office by drive which is an r-rated movie in which ryan gosling beats a man to death in, a, in an elevator with a hammer. Um, sorry, I probably shouldn't have said that because we're not in the spoiler zone yet. But you, you get my point. Um, Darn,
1: you're out of control. I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I,
0: I guess I'm the Tommy of this yeah, podcast.
1: Yeah, you're. Yeah, I'm just charging you, on in there. You're just you're 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 butchering all our, our conventions in an elevator with a hammer. Yeah, I am indeed. Um, th-
0: thank you for that, Andrew. But I, I, again, Warrior kind of interests me because it arrived as part of that wave and was perhaps the runt of the litter at least as you would have observed at the time and yet it's it's endured in, it in this In sense. the
1: company of quite like a lot of those movies were fairly good like and and, yeah. and I I I suppose like I'm tipping my hat a bit but I don't I don't dislike this movie that much like I I I I it, this 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 is quite good I I think the kind of comparisons to uh, here comes the boom are kind of I guess a bit um tongue in cheek <laughs> maybe um but but yeah yeah it, it 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 is strange that in that company this is the one that that that, that stays. That especially laughter, as, yeah. especially for me, uh, as we know, who isn't a film <laughs> critic, um that especially the wrestler not that I'm crazy about the wrestler, but it just felt like a, a, a like quite a you know big movie that was very kind of um, that really connected with a lot of people and um, critics. Yeah. Um,
0: and resurrected Mickey Rook's career and stuff like that yeah. as well, yeah. and, and, and earned a slew of Oscar nominations from a director who is, is really well regarded, like Darren Aronofsky, as well.
1: Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. So like like the the yeah the the the. And this this movie doesn't really, I guess, have that um, that going for it, maybe. Yeah.
0: I mean, we should point out it did get one Oscar nomination, which was the surprise nomination for Nick Nolte. And we'll probably talk about that in the spoilers, song, because I think there's a lot to talk about there in terms of Nick Nolte's performance and whether Nick Nolte really gives you an extra, like, you know, particularly against type performance for Nick Nolte that merits maybe giving him an Oscar nomination.
1: Um, yeah, well,
0: he's Not to friend- tip my hand.
1: Friend of the podcast, uh, <laughs> Nick Nolte. Yeah. I, I feel stupid now that I didn't tell you beforehand because it's like, what, are you, what do you say about me?
0: Uh, oh, <laughs> but, what, is, what listeners don't know is that like this podcast was organized very last minute. So I had to delegate a lot of the, the actual hosting and organizing. We, to. Andy. Yeah,
1: I, I reached out to um, some MMA journalists to try yeah. and get a, 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 a guest. But um, unfortunately, it was very last minute. Yeah. But we did manage to get Nick Nolte. Oh hey um, Nick! Oh hey Nick! What, <laughs> what 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 was that you were saying about me? Uh, <laughs> Nick, you sound different since the last time you were on for Hotel Rwanda. Um, uh, oh, I'm I'm out of practice. Um, okay, and, and Nick. Oh uh, Nick! Nick has just walked out. Um, okay. This is this uh, this is very embarrassing, Darren. Um I'm I'm sorry about this and I should have told you. I should have no, told no you. No worries. I mean
0: you you really came through in the nick of time there. Oh. He's gone, right? He can't hear me. I don't think that would make
1: him happy. Um, I don't think it would. I um
0: <laughs> Thanks, Nick. Um, But yes, okay, then. So I guess that before we jump into the spoiler zone, uh, we'll do the obligatory three questions. And I know, you know, you know, this is strictly pro forma. I know that you are, you know, maybe not as enthused as our last guest, Max Tolan, about this, but let's do it anyway. So, Andrew, do you think that Warrior, Gavin O'Connor's 2011 mixed martial arts movie belongs on a list of the 250 greatest movies ever made?
1: I mean it is. So there, there there must be some kind of it's obviously found some sort of um an audience. Whether whether I guess um that's a um I guess we're we're kind of going to judge that audience a little bit when <laughs> like when we are like deciding whether they're right to like it, I guess. Yeah. Um and there's a certain amount of that I suppose that happens in this kind of um, uh, uh, question. Yeah, that's I fair. mean, personally, I don't think so, <laughs> but I guess like it has it has a lot of things going for it, and 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 it's a very it's a very uh, specific sort of movie. Like like the movie the films that we mentioned, they're all kind of combat sports, but it's it's not kind of specifically MMA. Yeah, and I wonder kind of how much of this is that this is um a good MMA movie. A high profile like, prestigious. A high profile, yeah, yeah, MMA with movie. like Tom Hardy, yeah. Nick Nolte. Joel
0: Egerton in there as well. Poor Joel Egerton. Yeah. Um
1: Yeah. And the the like the a lot of people like a sports movie. Yeah. Um and and there's probably a large um kind of constituency of um of people online who um who like um who like mixed martial arts and this is like a movie that it's not that you don't have to be embarrassed about liking i guess yeah and maybe maybe it makes them feel like the the thing they like that is looked down upon is um um is 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 better than and then people give a credit for it. Yeah. Maybe they feel like they, this is a kind of a... Validation a, um, perhaps. Or... Yeah, or some something that you could show to a person like to, to help them get their kind of interest in the sport. Um, now, I don't know how well it'll work on that, but I, I mean... A it would be great to have somebody who, who really, really likes
0: this movie. <laughs> oh, I'm very <laughs> excited and enthusiastic about it. Yeah, not yeah, not yeah. to tip my own hand too much into the second question, but I kind of suspect that we're on a similar page here. I do yeah, I do think yeah. I do think though that there is something interesting in the fact that yeah, that this lasted and those other movies I mentioned didn't. And I think there is something interesting in the fact that, like, of those movies I mentioned, as you pointed out, this is the only one that is MMA. Because obviously this came out in 2011. That was around the time that MMA was really breaking
1: out as a sport. Um, in- yeah, and, and there, there's there, I think there's a lot we can say uh, as kind of Irish people about yes. that as well. Yeah, yeah. The, this movie kind of... Um, yeah, I, I guess we'll talk about it a bit. But but in uh, after the financial crisis, I mean, it's difficult to talk about now because a lot has happened since. Yes. Um, but, <laughs> yeah. um, about this person uh, in particular and their legacy. About and this their person reput- in particular. Yeah, yeah. About Conor McGregor. Yes, yes, to be I absolutely mean, yeah, clear. Yeah. So has not so much course of controversy. <laughs> <laughs> has, um, Been has controversial. Kind of, kind of like settled down with controversy. <laughs> it's, it's started and, a nice um, family and, and kind of just yeah, living yeah. full
0: time with with controversy.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, the, it is a, a, but at the I suppose in the maybe initial years and increasingly difficult for people <laughs> as it went on. Yeah, there was a following there, and I think part of it was after the financial crisis, a lot of people felt like they had lost kind of so much of their kind of confidence and sovereignty in a lot of cases. I guess politically speaking. And the the idea of somebody kind of so confident and brash, and I guess for us Irish, yeah, um, it was like going kind of out in a sport and doing amazing things um, was very appealing yeah. for a lot of people, myself included. Yeah, um, I mean, we should be I clear, clear. I, we we've watched yeah.
0: we've watched MMA together. Actually, the only MMA like have. fight that I've watched was with yourself and with two other guests on the podcast as well. Um, and it, I was very very glad of the experience. Actually, it was a really lovely evening um which was nice um so we we have kind of like you know we're not looking down our noses at it to be absolutely clear no no Um, no. and i think what's interesting about this is and this is maybe why i would be charitable towards it being on the 250 is that i think that and again this is something that's borne out with film critics looking at stuff and there's there's a lot of anecdotal and historical evidence around it but you look at points of economic stress and points of economic crisis and they tend to produce movies that are about boxing uh, because boxing has traditionally been seen and I, i think it's true in all arts but in film in particular as a sport associated with the working class With particularly like the economically disadvantaged classes. And you think of things like, say, Rocky back in the 70s during the recession, or even Raging Bull at the turn of like the end of the 70s into the 80s and stuff like that. And obviously that slew of movies that we mentioned there, which all came about. And I would argue that those movies in particular probably did more in terms of responding to what the financial crisis did to the American working class than a host of other movies um, that have been produced than most prestige dramas the more earnest yeah. kind of stuff like say Company Men or Up in the Air which I think are good movies uh, but I, I don't think that they actually like related to what it was like to live through something like that if that makes sense well
1: yeah or, or to, to be uh, uh, Blue Collar yeah. it's kind of Up in the Air is, is, is uh, like you I feel know, sorry for the dude
0: firing like people Yeah,
1: business travel and um, it's, it's firing kind of White collar, okay, yeah. like um, you know, college graduates, yeah. um, and the, I, 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 think like in 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 recessions like these, it's it's the people who 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 don't. Well, sorry, every, like a lot of people suffer. Sorry, yeah. um, but anyway, sorry. The the, I guess yeah, the, it's very much of a of a genus with um, those kinds of movies yeah. like Rocky, yeah, um, and the. And I guess in in and 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 we were talking about Conor McGregor that the that was the thing as well was that he was from um working class background he'd been on the dole he'd been a plumber um who hated is a lot of the kind of stuff that was unappealing about about him him him, him coming out at the same time you could kind of ad- admire the rags to riches story yeah of it and that that i guess this movie sort of maybe does something similar yeah well, that, that's yeah, kind of yeah.
0: what I was going to get at there which is like we mentioned that the movies that we talked about there and a lot of them are about things like say boxing for example Um you know I mean the fighters obviously about boxing uh, Creed is obviously about boxing even movies like say the wrestler and Foxcatcher are about wrestling and those are very established old-fashioned kind of combat sports those are very traditional combat sports and I think it's interesting that warrior was about MMA and I mean like this was happening at a time when there were arguments taking place in the press about whether MMA was already more popular than boxing whether it had Already supplanted boxing as kind of the combat a, sport.
1: There's <clears> an argument <throat> for it, and I, I think a lot of it is to do with how bad boxing is. <laughs> um, they they they, they 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 it's like like I think we spoke about it when we were talking about Raging Bull, but they, like the 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 links to. Um, Organized crime. Yeah. Unless all that got edited out. <laughs> <laughs> no, no,
0: no, no, it didn't. Um,
1: <laughs> we're just we're have, still on the list. Yeah, we are still on the list. I, I've had to move to Monaco
0: <laughs> to get yeah. away from um, the people that you may or may not have attracted the attention of um, on the Rating Bull podcast. You <laughs> get were a
1: Google alert. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I,
0: I love how angry you were on the Rating Bull podcast. I thought that was very appropriate for the movie we were discussing. But no, I like I I, I, I think that like if I were were to construct an argument for warrior being on the 250 it would maybe be something along the lines of those which is like as a film critic i see a host of movies every award season which are about the working class as an abstract concept and the idea of, of how tough it is to be the working class and how terrible it is and how hard things are and again a lot of these are legitimately great a lot of them are fantastic and brilliant films they're thoughtful they're well constructed they're elegant and they're artful but I also watch them and I frequently find myself wondering, are these movies going to connect with people of that background? Are those movies like for those people? Are those movies for working class people who don't go to an art-house cinema or who don't keep track of the Oscars or who don't keep track of the inner workings of the movie award system? You know, are they for kind of, you know, the bourgeois observers like myself to sit there and go, man, stroke my chin and go, this is really terrible what's happening Um, in some abstract way? And I think what I, I kind of, if I were constructing something in defense of Warrior, if I were saying Warrior belongs on the list of the top 250 movies ever, I would say that I suspect the grand swell of support for Warrior is probably more rooted in people closer to that background, people who are familiar with the economic pressures, who have been through those sorts of things, who are in kind of the mass audience, um, who are the people who watch MMA, uh, then say something like the Fighter is reflective of. You know, people who are in that background or in that situation if that makes sense if that's fair to say
1: yeah i'll i'll say as well that like as 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 somebody who i guess used to watch a little bit of mma um and mama who, who's who M-MMA, mama and and who's 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 i guess um um fought a bit spoke kind of in 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 like kind of a martial arts setting and also just... L-
0: Listeners don't realise how glad I am. I waited until the pandemic to discuss this movie because I knew that if we didn't Andrew would suggest immediately following watching it with a wrestling match in the sitting room. It's happened before.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it happened. yeah. Well, you know it's funny because we were recently watching Soul and in that movie <laughs> there's like this idea of kind of like, you know, doing the, like what what gives you your spark. Yeah. like I love getting in like physical fights <laughs> with people, Um and it, it like obviously like it's something that happens a lot when you're in school, so
0: and less so as you get older and, so and more mature. As you get yeah. older
1: and you're it, like it's not meant to happen at all <laughs> when you're when you're older. Yeah. Um, so um yeah yeah but um so I, so i started working as a bouncer <laughs> at the teddy bar uh-huh. um yeah no um were you
0: fighting in a strip club
1: <laughs> no it, it was it was actually in the in the car park yeah and i
0: kind of i will say that yeah i think like And I wonder, again, this is one of the things where I'm kind of cautious about seeming condescending or dismissive. I think that like Gavin O'Connor is a director who has done, this is his only movie that's ever made the two fifty. Uh, but he's made a host of movies about sports and he's very, very good at making movies about sports. His other sports movies include, for example, uh, Miracle, which is the movie about a hockey team that gets coached by Kurt Russell, uh, which you can kind of see oh. from the director of Warrior. Um, he also uh, made the the wonderful um, The Way Back, starring Ben Affleck from last year, which is Ben Affleck's kind of comeback story, which is about a an alcoholic who starts coaching a high school basketball team and through that finds redemption. And these movies are all very formulaic in terms of plot. They hit all the same beats. You largely know exactly where they're going. But I kind of, I find that that works. He's very good it. he understands why those beats work. So yeah, I guess, you know, I mean, I, I don't know if I'd put it on the 250, but I guess I don't object to it being there as strenuously as I would for something like, say, The Help, to pick an example, or a punching bag like that. I mean... If I were making the list it probably wouldn't be there but I don't think I should be the person making the be- list of the best 250 movies ever made and I think the fact that it's there says some interesting stuff that we kind of got at. So second question, would it be on your own personal 250 Andrew?
1: Um I think the the I think i said like I, um <laughs> I I like to keep these things separate. I do like movies. <laughs> um and I like I I guess I like fighting, but but do I need do I need a fighting movie on the two fifty? No, there's so many, uh, so much more great movies, um, on there, and no, it wouldn't be on my own two fifty.
0: Was this? The first time um, you'd watched it, actually?
1: No, it wasn't. I I think I I must have seen this around the time it came out. Because I feel like I have memories of kind of seeing it and making fun of the? Some of the stuff, <laughs> so, in the, some that,
0: of the conventions like, and choices. So, and, yeah,
1: yeah, 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 and and of like friends making fun yeah. of them. Warrior, like, yeah. <laughs> come out to play, That should be on the top two. It 30. should. It should absolutely yeah. should. Good warrior, Walter Hill, yeah, with the the baseball fury. Yeah. Um, uh,
0: now, now, explain the... how that's how this works. What do you need to get it to move? What do you need to get the baseball bat to move? You need velocity. <laughs> um
1: sorry but yeah um and (laughs) and,
0: and for myself no definitely not on my personal 250 it probably wouldn't even make my top 20 or 30
1: you're you're actually somebody who's very good good at being in a scrap but doesn't like it i do not care for uh, it i do not do not care for fighting (laughs) which reminds me of one of the people in this movie um, there, there is one, one, one of the kind of uh, fighting characters in 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 this movie. I, oh, like, yeah. I don't. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll. I, I don't think it's a spoiler. No, no. But like, if if maybe people want to be surprised. Yes. When watching it. Yeah. Who was in the movie? Yeah. Yeah. Um, um. Yeah.
0: All right then, and yeah, so no, it definitely wouldn't be. Um, even in terms of sports movies, I think that Rocky's better. I think that Creed is better. I really, I do. Again, as much as I kind of mock the pretension of the art house circuit, I'm like, yeah, the wrestler's probably better as well. And I like the fighter. You know, those are my movies. My movies. My
1: fighting movies. Um, <laughs> what about a mighty ducks about UFC? I'm <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> mean, all these kids beating the <laughs> Sorry.
0: Tell, tell, tell me you wouldn't pay to watch that. I mean, yeah, when we get to the sports. On of- ice. <laughs> with
1: With Let's sticks. Co- yeah i mean isaki is a very violent game it is a very violent yeah. game
0: um i mean when we get into the sports and we'll probably talk a bit about usc and their non-involvement with the movie as well because that's that's an interesting story as well um all right then yeah yeah
1: sorry, sorry. no no
0: <laughs> and then i mean that's one area where here comes the boom has a certain advantage over this i think um and then final question if listeners have not watched um warrior would you recommend that they pause the podcast and stream it because it is available, I think, on Netflix at the moment, Amazon Prime, a couple of other places as well.
1: Yeah, it's a, it's on it's on Netflix and and am honestly, kind of net, Netflix isn't <laughs> really. Um, maybe it's because I've had Netflix so long, but I don't think this is a new thing. It's not really setting the world on fire. Like if you watch, if you're looking for something to watch on Netflix, maybe this isn't like the worst. Thing you could watch. Take that, (laughs) Um, Bridgerton. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah, we have to watch Uh, Bridgerton. But not with your parents. (laughs) Bodice ripping. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Phil. (laughs) Phil. trash
0: um <laughs> actually it's funny because again i i use a service called letter i might watch this <laughs> i use a service called letterbox to keep track of movies and so when i when i watch movies or whatever um they'll come up with like lists that people have put them in and when i clicked warrior and again this is maybe a tiny mild spoiler of what's not in the movie but the highest recommended list that uh, warrior was in was movies you can watch with your parents because they do not contain gratuitous sex scenes Wow! Yeah, I quite like that. That list exists and is massively That's popular. That, and warrior, it, warrior, it's an, Ameri-
1: was... it's an American list. Yes, it's a very American. Yes, yeah. because I like, Puritans are v- v- very kind of against sex in movies Are swearing.
0: Yeah, but also very but fond of violence. No
1: problem to do with violence. <laughs> yeah, like, like, yeah, like I think I, I think I've talked about my experience at like seven p.m. I think. On, like, cable in America watching American History X <laughs> and all the, all the language of a Dega had been taken out. I think there might have been some nudity removed as well. Um, but that curbstone so he's, like saying, in. bull spit. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah. So, um, Sorry, apologies to our American listeners. I suspect our American listeners are as annoyed about this. <laughs> <Yeah. are. laughs>
0: this is what happens when you find a stranger in the Alps. Um, all right, then. And in terms of yeah, recommendations, I had not seen this before today actually which was quite impressive um so i literally just watched it for this podcast wow. i know um and i'm glad that i did it's not a movie that i regret seeing it's not a movie that i consider it's not even the worst movie that i've seen so far this year and we're only 10 days in so that's gotta be a win right um but yes um no i i did i quite enjoyed it it is very formulaic it is very paint point numbers um
1: Is your twenty twenty one starting worse than 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 your twenty (laughs) twenty?
0: I mean I feel I feel like Darren saw a bad movie is far from the worst thing that could happen in twenty twenty one
1: i mean darren darren sees a movie is 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 a lot of um, what darren, darren, darren does, does. So, um, so i imagine that it shapes a lot of kind of what sort of day it was
0: yeah. um i mean i love i love by the way that you kind of like framed that like a children's book darren does darren sees a movie this is a very repetitive book all darren seems to do is just see a movie um but uh, yes, so no, it, it, I quite enjoyed it. It is very
1: predictable. It's very formulaic. It won't. Will... Well, <laughs> Darren, Darren feels that while he didn't like it, like what i was trying to do yeah, <laughs> <Darren, laughs> <Darren>. like... <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> well darren get off the freaking fence um <laughs> line in the sand uh but yes no i i did i actually quite like i think it does what i think this actually does what it sets out to do and it does it remarkably well it's just that what it sets out to do is not particularly ambitious or uh kind of like groundbreaking and it doesn't have to be And I think, you know, given the year that everybody's just had, and let's face it, the week that everybody's just had, or the couple of weeks that everybody's just had, um, I love that. We're recording ahead of time, but I'm going to just say, given the week that everybody's just had, um, I feel like you can get away. I feel like, you know, there's something to be said for what is effectively kind of a comfort movie. It's a sports movie that does what sport movies do, which is to tell you an underdog story that, you know, may or may not be reassuring, but probably will be based on the kind of laws of the genre um and maybe at the end mm. leave you feeling not terrible about the world um again there, trying to there, i
1: i i think with with a lot of these movies there's there's a kind of a a vicariousness about it and with with things like this and rocky there is that weird sort of a uh, sensation that i think Eddie Murphy had had like a bit about it but how people People watching these movies think like, "Oh, I, I, if like that guy was just a teacher, and then he started going to the gym, and and, um, and they feel like they can be these like, they, like I, I, I think people like me anyway are like stupid animals." um (laughs) it's okay because the movie keeps
0: hammering that people are animals it just keeps going for it right it's not a subtle movie it really
1: just goes no no like the the the, that that they have this 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 little kind of bit at the back (laughs) not quite the reptilian brain but it is kind of like (laughs) the caveman brain Um, yeah yeah exactly yeah and um yeah well yeah yeah
0: yeah so no i I would i would recommend it in those terms i don't think it's going to shatter anybody's world i don't think that anybody's life will be incomplete without seeing it uh but i do think that if you like sports movies um then this is a good one and if you like movies that maybe you know are well made for what they're trying to do and are particularly are you know aren't necessarily pushing the boat out i i think this is i like this i enjoyed this i didn't love it it won't be one of my favorite movies ever but i'm not sad that i watched it so yeah with that in mind then we might segue neatly into the spoiler zone You think we can get nick back to do the spoiler zone sting spoiler zone Th- thanks nick no, will you try that again
1: <laughs> yeah, what do you want what do you, what do you, what 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 are you trying to make me do uh, so, you're trying
0: so nick if you could just say the word spoiler zone uh that'd be great can you nick
1: i'm are you there i'm, I'm spoiler zone
0: thanks nick um <laughs> thanks nick um your cab's outside um
1: he he, sound, he sounds like he's... Um, he sounds like normal Nick Nolte, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Perpetually... <laughs> a bit off.
0: A little bit grouchy. He's had a bit of a rough day. Look, it's been a rough year for everybody. Not everybody's feeling quite themselves lately. But Andrew, then, what is Warrior about for you? This is a great thing about not having guests. You're in the hot seat.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's... Um, I... Like... The kind of, I want to say it's about love. <laughs> um. <laughs> And 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 because it it, it it was love in the end. That one. Um that that tapped out Tom Hardy. <laughs> uh,
0: you know, you're not actually that wrong. Common sense media and again, this is one of those weird things if you look at American media and that thing that you mentioned, which is like a little bit of no, sex like- and violence. a little bit of sex is terrible, but violence is perfectly fine. Common sense media cites unconditional love as a major theme uh of the movie.
1: Yeah. And the the that is kind of the, the 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 way like sorry just to kind of like jump ahead, no. but it's the way the kind of movie um concludes yeah. it's with with which which um it is it is it is about love it's about kind of um brotherly love And brotherly love is quite a strange one yeah. like a, we 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 both have um brothers, uh, uh, brothers. um and um I love my brother. We fall out <laughs> sometimes. We fight sometimes. Uh, the, the the um, but um, yeah, it's 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 a strange one. Uh-huh. Um, you know what? Because because you like probably if you had other friends like <laughs> your you're you just
0: gonna cut them you, out. Um.
1: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But but. No, the, Sorry, that that sounds. Um, I hope
0: John doesn't listen to this podcast. Is all I'm saying.
1: <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm no, 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 it. no, no. Oh, he the, knows. He knows. knows. No, no. What I mean is, like, I've acted. Yeah. Um, like, uh, I suppose that's that's the way with family. Yeah. Sometimes you 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 can act terribly, and it's just this kind of unconditional love. Yeah. This movie is maybe like a a an, a. A kind of exaggerated um a, a version of this where it's a very estranged family yeah. um and that, that 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 is kind of the the sort of um uh, like i i I've, I've, i'm kind of blessed with a very kind of um generally happy like you know uh, uh, family life like the the you know grow, 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 growing up kind of you know family was always kind of the um, centering thing whereas like there was always a like a lot of conflict and stuff in school say and um um but the 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 nice thing about family is that yeah they 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 they're,
0: they're stuck things. with you
1: yeah like hopefully they're always <laughs> there you know yeah. so yeah if the that was a kind of relatable thing about it. Some of it felt sort of, um, sort of like a time, sort of almost kind of like this sort of exploitative misery kind of um, fiction, um, and start started to kind of maybe because I've had a charm life, it <laughs> <laughs> didn't really like connect with me as much. Yeah, like the the how kind of. um, absolute um, Tommy could be yeah um, I guess just fa- the, the, and the, the the movie the movie makes a kind of like an overture to 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 his tenderness kind of at times but there maybe could have could have been a bit more more of that like with you, you, it's when when you're doing a movie and have this kind of very kind of tough, harsh character who has kind of a heart of gold it, you, you need to show it a, a little it, bit Yeah, but it's a difficult kind of balancing act because you need to show both things I guess Yeah um, I
0: mean, on, on the kind of like misery porn aspect of it, I think you're you're quite right there in terms of like, it's not enough that Paddy, the father played by Nick Nolte, was an abusive drunk who chased his wife away. His mother then had to die of cancer. His wife then had to die of cancer uh, while right, her son was yeah. tending her. Um, and then also like you have the sons who are divided over the fact that one of them stayed and one of them left. And it really does. That was weird. <laughs>
1: The, why don't you go home to your wife well, no like, your girlfriend it, it was, why don't you go it, home to your girlfriend your, your girlfriend <laughs> girlfriend yeah but that that almost kind of um that was an interesting kind of a choice because it made it seem like the you know people sometimes revert to their younger selves yeah. when they're kind of you know confronting their family they can be they be like at their most childish um because you know
0: well, these people have known were, you since you children. They were that yeah. person
1: yeah. to these people. Like when you go out in the world, you can't like you can't bring your childish self kind of around. Uh, you can't go to your boss you and say,
0: "You go back to your girlfriend." <laughs>
1: yeah, say. yeah, exactly. So yeah, yeah, that that. <laughs> um, <laughs> That felt ridiculous, but also kind of like there were, there, were, there was maybe a grain of truth to it. Well,
0: I mean, a, a part of me feels like the casting of Tom Hardy as Tommy kind of Reardon uh, or Tommy Reardon Conley as like does a lot of the heavy lifting where Tom Hardy has this thing that he does that he is very, very good at, which is where he seems like he can be both a Rottweiler and a puppy at the same time. Where he feels like he can be both this guy who will pummel you completely into submission, but also like read on CBeebies uh, with his dog over New Year's to make you feel safe and kind of cuddly.
1: it's like why the drop is is, is so uh, so popular. Yeah,
0: um, yeah, exactly. Actually, that's like that's the sweet spot of like Tom Hardy performances, and I think that like he does a lot of the work there with Tommy, because like Tommy doesn't necessarily get a lot of character development there. He doesn't get those humanizing kind of moments that you suggest. Those moments where it's like, oh, he's as tender. You just get people talking about how tender he was, or people talking about how great he was, or talking about how they saved his life, or how much he means them. But you very rarely get to see that in action in the same way that you do with say Brendan teaching the kids in school a lot of what you hear about Tommy comes second hand and I think that like casting Tom Hardy does a lot of the heavy lifting there because Hardy can do those two things and you know he can do those two things and admittedly we'll we'll maybe talk about the development of the film a little bit he maybe hadn't shown that yet but this was like the perfect role for him in terms of that I don't think I can think of very few actors that would work as well in that role with that script
1: as Hardy does I think yeah and, and he he bloody looks the part. <laughs> he <laughs> absolutely does. He, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's he he he. The, and he does this in a lot of movies, you know. He or bulks up yeah. with Yeah, yeah, yeah. With like the Dark Knight Rises with, uh, with Bane. Bane or or with Bronson. Um, yeah. Because again, he kinda... people people think that he was always, you know, the, <laughs> that guy. Obviously never watched Star
0: Trek Nemesis. Um, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, like a,
1: unrecognizable.
0: He's like a, Q, uh, like a Q-tip Um, in when you watch sort of Nemesis, which is kind of amazing. But yeah, actually, it is it's worth noting about this. The Warrior got very, very lucky with the casting of its two leads. Um, In fact, actually, it got very, very lucky in terms of the financing that it got as well. It was basically Gavin O'Connor shopped the script around town. He'd wanted to make it for years. Lionsgate eventually managed to sign on and his agent said, I have no idea how you managed to convince them to give you 20 $23 million to do it. Um, and of course, actually, as we mentioned, it was not a huge box office hit. Um, so, you know, Lionsgate also ended up wondering why they gave him so much money to do it. Um, and it's kind of interesting that, like, O'Connor's talked about how lucky he was because obviously this was at a time when Hollywood was moving towards like franchising and kind of sequels and intellectual property. And in fact, actually, the year after this, 2012, you'd see Lionsgate getting into the franchise game because obviously the Hunger Games franchise went to Lionsgate and films like, say, um, what was the other one? The other one was The Expendables 2 came out in 2012 as well. And obviously since then, Lionsgate has become home to like the John Wick franchise and they're going to try and make like Knives Out into a franchise as well. So this was really was one of...
1: Ra- was Randy Couture in both? I, I think he was in Expendables as well. He was in this, right? He was Colbert.
0: Uh, Randy Couture. Let me just double check to be sure. Oh, we're going to the fact machine? We are going to the fact machine. And we're back from the fact machine! And you were saying Koba? It turns out that Kurt Angle was, phoba. was Koba.
1: Koba was Kurt Angle? Yep. Jeez. Wow, no, I. I, I, I um, Not attempting a some... Russian
0: accent at all. Which I've quite admired. No. Um, that was definitely yeah, a choice. Well, it did, yeah, it
1: did. Yeah, it's it, it it was it was it was a, it was a strange one because he was kind of playing this kind of version of. Um, that was probably the best fight in the movie. Uh, the one, um, the, the kind of the one between him and Brendan, was it or? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Because he, he was playing some version of kind of Fedor Emelianenko, but bizarrely has a red flag. <laughs>
0: well he was very much he was Ivan Drago like again like there was quite a bit of Rocky in there like I mean Mad Dog also has like the Clubber Lang Mohawk going on as well um, and I mean, at one point when the characters, oh can, wow, yeah, yeah it tells Tommy to go home and get Polly. I think at one point as well, Mad Dog does. Um, so like, it's very consciously kind of doing all those tropes and conventions. Uh, but I do like in terms of kind of the, the casting of the brothers and the casting of Tom Hardy, the movie got quite lucky, um, in terms of casting Hardy and Egerton, cause it was shot up in 2009. So it was before Hardy had done Inception. And in fact, actually, when he did Inception, he was trying to lose the weight that he'd put on for this. And obviously, like, the year after this, he'd go on and do The Dark Knight Rises. Joe Egerton, the year after this, would go on and do uh, The Great Gatsby. Um, and he'd do Animal Kingdom after this as well, I think, as well. So it got very, very lucky in terms of casting these two leads, which is, which is fascinating. It was also originally supposed to be released in 2010, but apparently Lionsgate looked at the release schedule and said it was too similar to The Fighter they pushed it back a year uh, which is is interesting as well again because there were so many of these kind of movies coming out at the same time um, but actually yeah, just in terms of, of Tommy and in terms of the character of Tommy because that's kind of what we were talking about there I think it's kind of interesting how the movie treats Tommy because the movie is again I think we kind of alluded it to there one of the things about like boxing movies and combat sport movies is that they're about normally about things that affect the working class so you have Brendan's economic anxiety which we'll probably come back to but Tommy is largely defined as a kind of a veteran of the Iraq war and it's heavily implied throughout that he's suffering from post-traumatic stress disorder in fact like, that's the kind of read that I got on that confrontation with Brendan on the beach the bit where he's like, you know, no, go home to your girlfriend um, that's, or he's, he's, not, he's not my dad, he's just a guy who trains me, he's a, far, he's a vet that sort of stuff, where he's acting like a petulant child I kind of read yeah, that as him, a post-traumatic him, stress him, thing.
1: Yeah, him saying as well, like, um, oh, were you in the core? Yeah, then you're not my family. Yeah, you're not my brother. Yeah, It's an yeah. interesting kind of a trauma for Tommy as well, because it's somebody who's lost his family, found a family, and lost a family.
0: Which again gets back to that almost kind of misery conga line that you mentioned there.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, they, and, and I guess it's about him refining.
0: A family eventually. <laughs> um, and then, in, in this, I mean, they have, like, again, o- O'Connor said we've talked about doing a sequel. Um, So, you kind of wonder if, like, in the sequel, Nick Nolte probably dies of some sort of horrible ailment as well. Um, Because, you know, that that's the only way that this movie's going to go. Nobody's going to get a happy ever after.
1: But I kind of. I... Well, yeah, the uh, Clover Lane kills them. <laughs> yeah. And that gets them back
0: in the ring. Yeah, um, that, that's what gets yeah. the two of them back. And they have to tag team with each other, basically. But no, I mean, I, I kind of, I find that interesting that, like, you know, again, this is the thing where we've had a lot of kind of prestige dramas that look at, like, the consequence of the Iraq War and kind of veterans coming back from the Iraq War. Movies like, say, is it uh, Billy Mills' Long walk, long Walk Halftime show, uh, the one starring Vin Diesel from Ang Lee, for example. Or uh, movies, you know, obviously... Um, like, for example, Jarhead, starring um, Jake Gyllenhaal. Things like that, which were about the Gulf War, but also about, I think, the, the kind of Iraq War, Afghanistan War as well. Um, and even even films like, say, um, what was it? The Furnace, I think it is, or Into the Furnace? Um, as well. Hurt Locker? Yeah, Hurt Locker as well. Those kind of movies, which are very kind of prestigious and very, like, they delve into the subject rather weightily. And I find it interesting how Warrior just kind of brings it up. And, like, it's a common recurring theme through the movie in that, like, the movie almost treats it as a mystery because you cut from, you know, him being a hit on YouTube to people who served with him in Iraq going, ah, it's the guy from the video to, like, then uncovering that he rescued somebody from a tank. He ripped the door off a tank, Andrew, um, but then also even then, then like the kind of revelation that he actually deserted, uh, presumably, again, due to stress, due to that post-traumatic stress disorder. But it, it's weird how the movie kind of like treats this as a mystery to be solved as much as a character arc of itself, where it doesn't feel like he comes to term with, with any of this. He knows all this stuff to begin with and everybody else just finds it out about him and he doesn't really well yeah
1: the, the, the audience in the world of the movie as yeah. well are the ones slowly discovering these um, this remarkable story of yeah. elements of, of of the mystery yeah. <laughs> like and I was kind of like watching it it's like haven't they seen the, <laughs> the those scenes with like Ignolte don't they know it's the same dad <laughs>
0: <laughs> Hell of a roller coaster ride, but it, it, like again, that's that's something that's really weird because it feels like a almost a superficial nod to this hugely traumatic thing. It's like yes, we are aware of the scars that Iraq and Afghanistan you know, have generated in terms of veterans coming home from the conflict, but it it kind of it it touches it without pressing on it because it's it's like okay, he he was traumatized, he did desert, but he doesn't really have a journey. He doesn't really change. He doesn't really confront that. I think in any real well- way.
1: I mean do, do, doesn't he I think think this this is kind of um for me it, it it felt like somebody who was who was being traumatized kind of on a slow kind of a journey to uh, vulnerability
0: yeah
1: that that that's how it felt. I, I guess the, the the.
0: So this is in terms of like the way that he fights. So like he he's introduced as this like unstoppable machine who just like gets in the ring, punches people, and they fall down. But his climactic fight is him being vulnerable and is taking him getting, the beating,
1: getting beaten, and wanting yeah. to be beaten,
0: like wanting to take the beating. He's urging, I think, at one point, Brendan to keep yeah. going.
1: And actually, like I am, um, I think I said that like as um, th- the fighting is pretty good. I a lot of the kind of annoyances that i had with the movie um as somebody who, who kind of enjoys fighting were answered by the movie <laughs> so like at the start of the movie when everyone was just like punching people like repeatedly in the face i was like they should go for a submission there and then he starts training and and then that's his team. Yeah. you know which 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 is the kind of like thing you know, that i kind of in 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 enjoy in, in the sport is the people who can who can kind of you know go in there not get hurt um, too much and and beat the person they're fighting without kind of tearing their face apart and 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 then kind of at at the at the at the end of the movie when he's like been when he he's he's dislocated his brother's um, okay. uh, shoulder in an omoplata I'm thinking, kind of like, if he doesn't want to beat him up, why doesn't he just choke him? And then, of course, he does. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, okay, I, yeah, yeah. I kind of love the really, I, I was,
0: Sorry, I, I, really love the emotional. Was, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry as he chokes him out.
1: Oh, um, well, he tells him he loves he him many times. Uh,
0: uh, yeah, yeah. It's a character arc in the ring. Like again, it, it's quite good storytelling for what it's doing, um, which I, I do kind of admire. And it is worth noting, actually, in terms of the film's depiction of MMA, it's worth noting that like Joe Rogan, I think, has described this as the best movie about MMA ever written. Um,
1: and fun, funnily enough, um, that like we 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 were talking about kind of how in some ways this is the bargain basement. <laughs> here comes the boom. Like, isn't here comes the boom? Is kind of endorsed by the UFC? Yes, right? Yes, it is. Yeah. And it's Joe Rogan is in it. Playing himself, Where, yes. Playing himself. Whereas in in this, it's one of Joe Rogan's friends. Brian Callen, yeah. Brian Callen playing a version of Joe Rogan. And then they have like this Sparta thing. They even talk about UFC. Yeah, as in, and to be like, clear like, that it's not.
0: A- yeah, it's not UFC. Just yeah, to-
1: yeah well were, were you USC? oh you were yeah. well, that's a pretty big deal <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is not USC, to be absolutely clear this is not USC. no no. I
0: mean but that, that um, that's the thing that's one of the things that people said like led to the movie's kind of failure at the box office initially was that it didn't have the UFC kind of stamp of approval on it and apparently Ho- right. Hollywood were really confused by this because normally what happens when you make a movie is the company that you're doing it with are like yeah we love the free exposure come down shoot with us you know pump some money into the local economy and- um, get some of our people on camera. But apparently USC were like, no, you're going to pay for it. If you want USC branding, you're going to have to give us some money. And apparently Hollywood were like, what? No, 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 no. That's not how this normally works. So apparently that's why Here Come the Booms got USC and this didn't because Here Comes the Boom was willing to pay uh, the money for it, which is interesting.
1: That's interesting. They, they, uh, I mean, there, 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 there is some... Um... I I I I got it completely wrong with 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 uh with not knowing that Kurt Angle was in it, but there 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 are a few kind of UFC stars in this. There's yeah. kind of um Nate Marquand, Anthony Rumble Johnson was the person I was comparing you to because he's somebody who's who's a very terrifying fighter but doesn't like fighting.
0: <laughs>
1: um, I mean, it's also like- never wanted to be a fighter. <laughs>
0: It's just going kind to of happen. Like Joe Pesci with acting. It just kind of just happened. happened to
1: be really good
0: at <laughs> yeah. Um There's, I believe, Dan punkhouse Cadwell, uh, Timothy Skyscraper Cats, for example. I think there are a couple as well. So I think there are quite a few kind of in, in that kind of bailiwick, as it were, who do kind of cross over. And it is kind of interesting. Apparently, UFC wouldn't even let them buy advertising during their fights. Apparently, like UFC were that committed to distancing themselves from warrior that they wouldn't let warrior buy tv spots during their kind of like screened events which is it's remarkable which i find fascinating
1: yeah yeah I, th- I think like people who are familiar with them will know kind of how i guess petty <laughs> they, can they can be about things uh, yeah
0: and again it should be noted actually that this was around the time that usc was having a breakthrough because i think the same year uh Steven soderbergh had cast like gina carano in haywire for example as right. well right
1: yeah, yeah.
0: And I think MTV started a television show called Caged, uh, which is about a, cl- a clutch of young fighters uh, in the town of Minden in Louisiana, for example. Uh, and there are all sorts yeah. of documentaries coming out as well.
1: Well, yeah, it, it was kind of, um, it was this sort of underground thing, I guess, up until The um, the Ultimate Fighter. But that, that was a strange kind of a popularity because it, it was a, a a reality television show that kind of um brought the ufc to 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 kind of like a big audience on spike yeah you know where but but it but it was it was very um very broy, yeah you know and and i guess like it still is but it did um to, to 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 some extent but the the yeah, did it, it was kind of around it, it was later on, I guess, around this time that it started breaking out a bit into um uh, popular culture, but certainly it's it's been a very long time around. If we don't feel like it's a long time around because we think that like well, that would make us old,
0: yeah, and we're not old, <laughs> Andrew, we're still cool,
1: we're hippie yeah, with yeah. it.
0: But, I mean, like to, to give an example, like USC was still illegal in New York until March 2016, which stuns me like um, that's right yeah the last of the 50 states i think to legalize it which i find again which i find interesting but that's that seems obscene to me because i know that it was huge by that point i know that it was everywhere by that point
1: and that it was it was it was it was, it was a big thing as well so if, to finally kind of get into um
0: i'm assuming madison square garden presumably is still, yeah yeah
1: yeah, yeah. yeah and, and um like they they love vegas Everybody loves
0: Vegas, Andrew. Um, I mean, yeah, you, we also n- just now, talked about how much they like money as well. So I imagine that yeah. may also be a part.
1: Exactly, exactly. Who was? Um, oh gosh, his 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 name has just gone out of my head. Who who was? Um, not Mitt Romney. John McCain. Oh okay. John McCain had this big thing um, uh, against um, UFC. Uh, sorry, against mixed martial arts. Have you have, have, have felt? Probably rightly so, actually. <laughs> <laughs> like, the, the, the that is a very bar, 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 barbaric sport. Do we, do That's it, frequently it, it... compared
0: to human cockfighting is basically how it's often described by, by yeah, exactly. of critics.
1: Yeah, exactly. Dude, I, I, I thought something interesting actually was when, I think, RTE on these shores were giving Conor McGregor uh, the sports personality of the year when he was the kind of, when he had won day kind of weight and lightweight championships and they kind of said to him what do you say to people who think this is a barbaric um kind of bloodthirsty um sport and it's like i i tell them they're right <laughs> you know <laughs> like the this is this is like high stakes um stuff you know that this it's not for the faint
0: I mean, again, it is worth noting that, like, there had been obviously there there are deaths in boxing and things like that, and I mean there are deaths in movie production as well. There are lots of movies where stunt performers have died as well. I think that there the issue with m with uh, MMA was that there'd been a couple of high profile deaths around the turn of say 2010. So things like say Michael Kirkham and Sam Vasquez, uh, fighters who had died, kind of related to it as well, It kind of cast a shadow a shadow over it. Uh, but I do I kind of again it, it's kind of interesting and it's it's weird that again, that, like, the wave of, of the wave of kind of, like, boxing combat sport movies that emerged, like, post-recession, this was really the only one that really, I mean, outside of Here Comes the Boom, the masterpiece that is, this was the only one that really grappled with MMA as, like, the sport of a generation, so to speak.
1: Yeah, and, and I, I suppose, like, if people, if if there's anyone who's, like, a fan of, of MMA listening, they'd probably be annoyed with us describing it kind of in those in those terms. i I like if is is well, I mean we if, both watched we, it, to be if, absolutely clear like again, yeah, yeah. yeah yeah I mean if 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 we want to talk in its defence there are a lot of arguments as to why it's like less say right. um, um dangerous yeah. than than boxing say yeah where in 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 a boxing match somebody can can get um, knocked knocked out and then kind of you know brought to it like a standing ten and knocked out again. Um, whereas that that tend, tends not to happen in MMA. UFC, where as soon as somebody gets knocked knocked down, it's over. The other person can finish the fight. Um, so yeah, the the and and in terms of kind of the amount of concussive, um, uh, like I think people see UFC and they see a lot of blood, yeah, because there's less padding. And because there's kind of like knees and, and and elbows and things, so when you see a lot of blood, you think like, oh, that's it a lot must of logically be yeah, worse. Yeah, yeah. Where 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 is like the the like having having a big glove kind of hit you the amount of times that it happens, kind of in a, in 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 a, in a boxing fight. In terms of anyway, sorry, I'm not a doctor. No, but, was, but sorry, the, the the point is just kind of like I'm sure there are people who would say like, and, and, it's not that barbaric
0: and 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 perfectly reasonable as well. Again, it's something that we are not doctors <laughs> and we, we probably shouldn't comment on, but it's more just providing the context for the discussion around it. Um, yeah, what, yeah. What what I will say actually, it's worth singling out that like O'Connor did a lot of work in terms of USC in terms of kind of like trying to capture. Um, the mood and ambience of MMA like there there are lots of moments in the film where characters will talk about MMA to one another and you can tell that the movie has a great deal of affection for the sport because it does all the things like it, it explains that there's any number of ways that you can win that there's more ways that you can fight that it, it's a much more visually interesting sport to some people than boxing is because it has more possibilities and more permutations and there are yeah. no, you know, that sort of stuff and, and like I like that the movie kind of like embraces that and seems to actually it seems like even though it's not sponsored by UFC or it doesn't have buy-in from UFC, it seems like O'Connor put a lot of thought into making the movie. It is worth noting that the character of Brendan Conlon, actually, which might be a nice avenue to talk about him, was apparently inspired by UFC fighter Rich Franklin um, who, actually, oh, wow. who actually was a math teacher Um so, the, you know, the, the banker got one thing right, possibly. Maybe he was thinking of his other client, Rich Franklin. Uh, but he was a, a math teacher who became a kind of a USC fighter. Um, and apparently he was a huge inspiration in terms of kind of the casting of kind of Brendan Conlon or the writing of Brendan Conlon as well, which is interesting. Um, yeah. And again, like you have that economic anxiety. And again, it, it's a very direct, like the movie's not a subtle movie, which is like for a movie that's two hours and 20 minutes long, it goes straight for the juggler. It's like, well, you know, Brendan is very much like, no, I'm literally going to lose my house. Um, I am. Our family is working three jobs. I'm not going to declare bankruptcy. I'm doing this because I need to. And the movie is very direct about it, which I kind of admire. It's not like a particularly kind of subtle or nuanced or kind of, you know, you don't get shots of characters cutting coupons out of paper to show that they're in economic distress. You have them actually visiting the bank and being told, no, you, you will lose the house, uh, which I kind of like admire in terms of directness. Like again, it's a movie that knows exactly what it's doing and how it's doing it. And, and actually, I like Egerton in the role. I think Egerton's really, really good um, as as Brendan. Um, I do love that they call him Irish Brendan Conlon, as if Brendan Conlon was not a giveaway of itself.
1: Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, they do that a lot, I think, in 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 fighting. Like that, they, they, they especially for for kind of um, as much as I like Brendan Conlon. But especially for for quite quite dull <laughs> characters, they they will use like you know Irish. Um, as, as shorthand. As, as, yeah, yeah. As the as no, just as like their nickname, yeah. like um, rather than having something you know that tells us a little more about yeah. them. Yeah, like, Brennan teach yeah, yeah.
0: Conlon. Um, that sort of stuff. Yeah. You
1: know? No shade on anyone <laughs> who is very interesting but also Irish um, (laughs) as as their, as their um, wrestling or fighting kind of moniker. Um,
0: But, but no, actually, and I I do kind of like Egerton in the role. And I think it's, again, Egerton is an actor who has done very interesting things with his career. He's gone on. He's like written and directed, uh, for example, as well. Um, And he's done kind of a lot of work that's kind of below the line. And I think he's quite good here. I think like, again, This is one of the things where the movie is not a subtle movie. I think like watching the movie, it's very clear that you're going to get the fight between the two brothers because of course you are. But I think it's also very clear which one of them is going to win from the outset in that it's not going to be the traumatized one who has trouble talking about his experiences. It's probably going to be the nice family man who has a backstory and a career and who's like struggling to keep the house over his head. I mean, did you get that sense when you were watching it?
1: I was wondering kind of an um, um, was watching with Katrina and we were wondering kind of like who who are we who are we sort of rooting for okay um because there there there's there's kind of um like some some of the reason you want Brendan to win is because he he has things to lose yeah he hasn't yet lost everything but the the but Tommy 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 kind of has nothing you know so that that um is is the i guess the greater underdog maybe i don't know
0: I don't know. Like, I mean, um, I kind of, I got that with like the the way the film kind of put the emphasis on Ederton. It was kind of like I always assumed that it was going to be him that would win because, it, like, it never seems like Tommy is particularly invested in winning, um, which is kind of interesting. It never seems like he has a pretty strong motivation beyond wanting to be in the ring. So it doesn't seem like winning has stakes for him, or it didn't seem to me well, watching the,
1: it. Do you know it? It does in this sense because it, it, it's something kind of from his childhood. Yeah. It's that kind of um, sort of dream of theogeny, Yes, I guess. Yeah,
0: he gets to finally put that chart up on the wall and kind of uh, say no. Nope. <laughs> um.
1: Yeah, like as much as he resists that kind of thinking, and as much as he says to kind of like his dad, like you're just someone is training me. Like obviously there there is a connection there with something that kind of made him feel special. Yeah um as 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 a child and wanting to, to recapture yeah.
0: that.
1: Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. And again, like it's a sense of you're right. Like you mentioned the Hardy's performance and you mentioned the way that he's written. He really does seem to have and again, this is the trauma thing, but he seems to progress into a child. So I like I, I buy the sense of as a child, this is what I used to make sense of my world. This is what was important to me and my father. My mother's gone. My father's the only one I have left so let's do this together. But again I always I watching it I was very much in the sense of that it was going to be Brendan who would win because it was Brendan who got like again we mentioned Tommy not being particularly forthcoming and Tommy not necessarily kind of getting the same development perhaps the kind of like that you know, on the other hand Brendan does where Brendan kinda of gets this stuff with, with his wife, where he gets the stuff with his job, where he gets the stuff with the students who are rooting for him as well. Yeah. Um and again, I actually really like again, it's it's all very paint by numbers cliche sports movie stuff, but I love the kind of the principal showing up and cheering at the fundraiser with the kids that were being organized. Like I'm a sucker. Oh, yeah.
1: Kevin Kevin Dunn. Kevin Dunn, yeah. Kevin Dunn for some reason, appeared in a dream. A <laughs> it's, a, it's a very specific, like, character actor
0: reference. What was Kevin yeah. Dunn doing in your dream? Was Bill was Camp not available? A,
1: about a month ago, I think i watched, um, Ghostbusters. He <laughs> plays a very small part in, I think, the, the second Ghostbusters movie. Okay. The first. Um, yeah, I, um,
0: uh. You're right. It was the second one, actually. It was the second Ghostbusters
1: yeah so did they um yeah strange kind of a role in the movie because he was basically it was like an inception where you find out that you're in a dream but it was Kevin Dunn it was just like um tells me
0: (laughs) instead of Leonardo DiCaprio I gotta love that it's like
1: yeah 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 you're Killian Murphy sitting in a bar are you are you Kevin Dunn?
0: <laughs> no, I'm your subconscious manifesting through yeah, Kevin Dunn.
1: I kind of love... If that's that what your subconscious would do, they'd put somebody who's not that big an actor like Kevin Dunn so that maybe you don't know this. <laughs> And then you do. I kind of love the yeah. idea of,
0: like, Andrew's dream populated by veteran character actors. He, ter- yeah. he turns around and there's Shia Wiggum kind of, like, working behind the bar, um, you know? <laughs> um but I do like I I'm a sucker for that sort of stuff when it comes to sports movies. It's the kind of like it's all cliche, you've seen it all done a million times before, but little sequences like, you know, where his wife is kind of waiting for the phone call and she cheers up in the air vicariously for him, or when she shows up and she's watching from the ringside and she's mouthing I love you. Again, all the beats that you expect from a movie like this, but done remarkably well. Like there's a reason that these cliches work, um, is basically I guess what I'm kind of getting at there. And I think that like the character of Brendan is one of those where Brendan like the car- they repeatedly describe him as an underdog. It's like almost
1: taken a- He has the toughest time as well. Like
0: Oh, in he- terms through- of getting to the final like through the through yeah, the- yeah, but even
1: like even before getting to the Grand Prix. Like he just gets beaten so much. Like the the that's the thing kind of that Tommy has going against him. Is you don't want your first like difficult fight to be the final <laughs> yeah you, know, you want to kind of know what it's like yeah. to be I guess in deep water
0: well yeah um, you want narratively for there to be an arc where you're going up at the end rather than down at the end
1: uh-huh. exactly <laughs> yeah 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 because he's more like the Ivan Drago <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, well actually to be fair he's more like yeah the, the Drago from it's a creed 2 has a Lane. Yeah, uh yeah. of this particular movie. But no like I mean and again it is all kind of very 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 well constructed and I think that you know it works rather well in those terms. Um in terms of other stuff is there anything you want to talk about anything that we haven't discussed already with regards to warrior?
1: Um oh, something that I enjoy in these kinds of movies or just generally is the kind of appeal of regimentation. Because it's, it's, it's very much like when, when he goes into training, it's, and it's probably aside from kind of people not having good options and ending up kind of, um, uh, you know, in, in, in some of these, um, kind of wars overseas. Um, there's also, there's, there's also a lot of appeal in, um, you know, being made to get up early yeah. and kind of, um, uh, have, having kind of, um, the degree of structure that's training for a fight or fighting in a, in, in or being, sorry, being a soldier provides, um, uh, provides. Um, so I enjoyed kind of that aspect of the movie. especially at this time of year.
0: (laughs) When you're getting back up and it's kind of dark out and it's, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. And you're getting back into it after Christmas. And you're maybe making resolutions. Yeah. You want there to be like a drill sergeant or or a coach like there, kind of shouting at you or something. Um,
0: What I will say, actually, it's worth noting that I really like, again, it's another one of those things that you expect from a sports movie, but this does well. I really like the montage that's done in the style with the split screens between the two and with the kind of fighting that's going on. And set, obviously, to kind of the Beethoven music as well. And again, it's worth noting that the character of Frank Campana, who's played by Frank Grillo, um, is apparently modeled on the UFC uh, coach Greg Jackson, um, who is presented as a personal top level trainer with an intellectual approach. And even uses, apparently, um, Greg Jackson will use classical music um, as part of a training tool as well, which is, is quite a nice touch. That they kind of folded it into the movie there. Um also just before we go, probably worth singling out Nick Nolte now that I'm sure that he's gone and he's gotten his taxi and he's not going to hear this until we're all well safe from I that. I don't think
1: he's gonna come back.
0: <laughs> Ever again. Uh but that's okay because I'm not sure there are that many more Nick Nolte movies on there, although I would love to hear <laughs> I would love to hear Nick Nolte talk about crossroads. I feel like that would be an interesting discussion <laughs> to have. Um but yeah, no, it, like Nick Nolte, uh, apparently the part was written for him. Um uh, because apparently um Ocon- he's great. He's really good, and like again he like it's it's almost i know that like Brendan and Tommy are the ones who fight, and I know that the final shot is obviously Brendan and Tommy as well, but it really feels almost like it's it's his journey that we're investing in because he's kind of like trying to be a better person, he's trying to repair the damage that he's done, and he's being obviously locked out and understandably so, given the stuff that he did, but like in
1: some. In some ways, it's kind of um, it's a disappointing kind of lack of resolution with, between himself and Brendan. Like maybe if maybe if I watch the movie again, I'll see like, oh yeah, that's the moment where it implies that they've <laughs>
0: they've reconciled you know, made up.
1: But if they do reconcile, I I must have missed it. Yeah, no, and like a, they they don't really kind of um, have a tie that loose end up um, such.
0: There's another. There's another loose end as well. They don't tie up, which I noticed, which is the whole like desertion subplot with Tommy, where like right. one has to imagine like is Tommy going to be taken into custody after this fight? Because that really yeah. undercuts the triumphant ending that we just witnessed. Like, are and there they, military police waiting to take him in?
1: The winner takes it all <laughs> aspect of of the the kind of Grand Prix. I guess like it adds to the dramatic tension. And there are these there are these kind of um, tournaments. I mean like. Um, even 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 these days, um. But yeah, the 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 idea of him like, oh, it'll be a good way to make some money. <laughs> I have to win every fight. <laughs> yeah.
0: There's no bursary <laughs> no second place. Uh, no. Yeah, third yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, um, it is worth noting, actually we mentioned kind of joe rogan earlier on joe i mentioned joe rogan says this is the best movie about uh ufc or about mixed martial arts uh his yeah. one his one big complaint uh, about the movie apparently is the fact that the tournament takes place over three days he thought that was unrealistic right. he thought that was unnecessary and contrived uh which i find they
1: they, they they like these days they don't really like they do kind of bracket tournaments i think um one PF or there, there was one, one of one of these kind of promotions. Anyway, not the UFC did this thing where it's like a million dollars um for a, a sort of a grand prix, but it, it was played obviously over over kind of like a year. Yeah, as where, opposed to where, three days. Where there were, Exactly, where there could be weeks or months in between fights um to kind of decide who's the who's the who's the best kind of middleweight or or are or, or welterweight. But in, in the kind of origins of the sport, there were, um, tournaments like this. Um, so uh, it's, it's kind of, I guess, reminiscent of the, of the, of the be, be beginnings of, of, well, not the beginnings of mixed martial arts, but the, the kind of stuff that were, from, that people might be familiar with, with the kind of late 80s, early 90s, where they would have these, these kind of Grand Prix.
0: Um because that's
1: um... Which are crazy. It's it's insane <laughs> yeah. to um to 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 do that. To have somebody kind of um like the more successful know, win, they do, the more they fight. But, but get the crap beaten out of them and then Repeatedly. Fight again. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um it is worth noting actually that the character of I think is it JJ J. Miller? Um the character jt J. Riley, apologies, played is actually played by director Gavin Corn- O'Connor. Um, he'd wanted he'd wanted that role to be played by somebody else, the guy who operated Tap Out Clothing, uh, the guy who gets the dedication at the end of the movie. He was actually supposed to play the role of Riley, um, but apparently he passed away, and so O'Connor kind of stepped in to play that role himself, uh, which is kind of interesting um, as well. But in terms of of Nolte's performance, apparently the role was written uh, for Nolte. Nolte had um, apparently O'Connor had wanted to cast him in something for a while. Um, He'd wanted to cast him, I think back in Miracle, even going back that far. Um, And apparently it was, took a lot of convincing on the part of Lionsgate to fork out for Nolte because Nolte is um, a temperamental presence as we've determined on this particular podcast. Um, But like, apparently it took a lot to get them to sign off on that, um, which, which is interesting. And he did pick up a, a supporting actor nomination for his work in the movie. And it was a surprise. It caught a lot of people off guard because nobody was really anticipating it. Um, He was, you could say, a bit of an underdog. And I think that uh, Roger Ebert made the point that he found the nomination interesting because it isn't necessarily Nolte pushing his boundaries. It isn't Nolte doing something that you expect Nolte not to do. He's being old and grizzled and kind of like sad, but also angry and passionate. Um, And it wasn't kind of a performance that uh, Ebert would have said or would have expected to be nominated for an Oscar, but he's kind of glad that it was, which I, I think is is good. You know, it's nice that Nolte got this kind of late career uh, boom because I do think he, I think he's really good in it, um, and I think more than Tommy and more than Brendan, um, I really felt an emotional connection um, to the, to the dad to Paddy. Uh, perhaps him to win. Well yeah, that, <laughs> I was just waiting for the, Tommy and Brendan to soften each other up, really. Well, um, no, yeah. my my joke was going to me. Yeah, my joke there was going to be um, probably because he's the only one who doesn't engage in mixed martial arts. So Darren's like, "There's a guy I can get behind." Sure, he used to be an abusive <laughs> alcoholic, but he's perfectly reasonable there, and he enjoys the high arts. Sitting there listening to uh, was it Moby Dick uh, on tape?
1: Right. <laughs> Which you... is when 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 um, when. He was having the really sad scene where yeah, where he's relapsing and he's crying and he's holding the bottle. I was thinking kind of like that's what Darren is missing because he doesn't drink. Yeah. <laughs> like he could be having all this fun.
0: He could be listening to Moby Dick on tape and shouting he, at them like
1: crying, yeah. shouting angrily, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> directing Herman Melville, turn the boat around. Uh Which I kind of that's love. what
1: drinking is, Darren. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah, what it's always like. Because it
0: really, it really looks fun. Eh? It really, really. Looks fun. <laughs> but it, but again, it's it's a kind of it's a performance that I think has a lot of tenderness to it as well, which I, I really like about it. And I do I find like again. It's it's that aspect of a guy who's trying to fix the mistakes that he makes that I, I really love about that kind of movie. It's the idea that yeah. like because he he has screwed up and like it's again the movie's not exactly subtle um going for it now you know like there's a moment early on where he's like well no more women in my life and Tommy's like yeah it's hard to find a woman who can take a punch. Hey God
1: Nick you've come back. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, no, listeners, that was just my terrible imp- impersonation. Also, Darren can't talk for the rest of the podcast because <laughs> I did whatever the equivalent of throwing out your back is, but with your throat. Um, wow, I can see why Nick Nolte doesn't stick around on these podcasts that much. <laughs> um, but but yeah, um, I really like that aspect of it as well. Like the kind of the, the mournful, the sorrow, the kind of the, the, the guy trying to fix his life and the way in which the movie kind of treats that with a great deal of respect and affection even if it doesn't necessarily get it the payoff that you'd expect it to get with himself and brandon reconciling or even you know tommy kind of reconciling as well tommy does get to cuddle him in bed but you don't get like a little moment where tommy's like yeah let's talk about it let's talk about stuff because we're gonna have a conversation like mature adults it's like no i will One
1: thing at a time
0: <laughs> yeah. um was it so i was reading a review that observed that even in his tenderest moment tucking his drunken father into bed Tom Hardy is still staring into middle distance brooding. Like the masterpiece that he is. Um, The entire premise of the show Taboo is Tom Hardy broods at you for eight hours straight. And it kind (laughs) of works. It's amazing as a limit case goes. Uh, But in terms of of other stuff, is there anything we haven't discussed already about Warrior? Anything jumping out at people? And when I say people, I mean you and I. I don't know why. It's just a verbal tick. Um,
1: Um. I enjoyed. I, I I think I've said it already, but I and I I enjoyed a lot of fighting. There was there was there was, there was quite a nice flying armbar at one point, um, and there, there 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 was there was some stuff that was very sort of like Hollywood, I guess, about it. But you you it was, it, there was also a lot of kind of like technical things you could um and um, appreciate about it. But no, no, I, I, I don't have much, very much more to say. Yeah.
0: In terms of the fighting, I actually do appreciate that you get the contrast between the two, where like Brendan's deal is that he seems to take pain for a lot of the fight, where like in most of his matches Brendan is the one who's kind of hammered repeatedly and then at the end manages to pull out a victory, which is a nice kind of metaphor for like his character arc or his journey. And I think we already discussed how Tommy, I love how Tommy just walks into the ring and just punches dudes in the face. Um, This is Darren's reptile brain talking right now. But like...
1: Well, yeah, like because he the way he kind of barges forward like the all kind of Brendan needs to do is just kind of time his punch right (laughs) because Tommy will be you know uh, Tommy will kind of knock out himself by just running into your fist (laughs) yeah um
0: And I do like I mean even things like the sequence the rematch with Mad Dog which again is is kind of a moment where I laughed out loud watching it because obviously you have the opening scene where like Tommy's fighting Mad Dog and he beats him in, in the gym and that's the one that goes viral. And then you have the moment where Mad Dog comes into the ring and he does all this big posturing and he kind of like glowers in his face and he runs around the ring barking like a dog because he's Mad Dog. I just love that Tommy. Tommy just decks him again and that's it, the fight's over. He just sort of pounces on him and just goes, and they're like, okay, fine. Um, If you'd done that in the street, you'd be in prison for life. And it's just like, yep, there's no, like, you know, a, a lesser movie would probably try to get some tension out of that. It'd be like, oh no, Tommy's in trouble. He's going to have to like be humbled and face humiliation and kind of like claw back victory. But this, but I like that the movie's like, no, he beat the dude once um, and now he's just going to do it again, um, which I, I kind of did appreciate uh, in terms of plotting and structure. Um, in terms of other stuff, very, very briefly, it is worth giving a shout out to, um, this is a movie that has been remade several times for international markets. Uh, it was remade as Brothers uh, for India in 2015. I think this isn't the first time that we've seen a movie remade for the Indian market. I think that The Invisible Guest from last year was also remade uh, in both Hindu and uh, Tamil, I think. Um, And also, it has been remade in Russia as The Warrior. Although, to be fair, the producers, uh, who apparently did not pay for the rights, have insisted that any similarities between their movie, which is about two brothers, who are the son of an alcoholic father who are forced to compete in a Grand Prix mixed martial arts tournament, in order to determine which of them is the best, was Accidental and completely superficial.
1: Yeah, that's just every Russian movie. Yeah. <laughs> maybe they're copying. Maybe they're copying us. Yeah, um, <laughs> is, is what they say. <laughs> um, our 2015
0: uh, version of this movie as well.
1: Sorry, sorry, that's not every Russian movie. <laughs> yeah,
0: to be clear. <laughs> um, Well, you can listen to our podcast covering Crimea um, to get a sense of that. I really, really hope that there's a moment in in Warrior where like Brendan is kind of like trying to pin Tommy and he's like, I can't do it. He has lives and rights. (laughs) Uh, um, Sorry, I know that's reductive in terms of Russian cinema and I apologize to listeners. All right, then Uh, with that in mind, then I think we're about ready to wrap up. But before we do what we normally do is we ask, you know, ourselves to recommend something for listeners. So Andrew what are you enjoying at the moment that you think you might like to share with listeners?
1: Well, um, there's something I've enjoyed recently um, that I haven't shared is uh, mid nineties. Just the the, the concept. The... Oh, sorry, oh, I do beg your pardon. It's early nineties, isn't it? The oh, this is terrible because I, I, it's because I didn't write it down. Okay. Um, it's um. I should try. Are
0: that. they? Are they a band? Is it a TV show? What is it? No,
1: no, no. It's it's the it's it the film. Um and oh, it is mid nineties.
0: Uh, it's the one with Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill directed. it. not that the one? That... Yeah, you
1: made me doubt it. I apologize it was, yeah, for that. Yeah, it was, yes, sorry. sorry. It was Jonah Jonah Hill that directed it. Um, Apologies. Sorry about that, Andrew. I apologize. No, no, that's fine. That's fine. No, I I, I really enjoyed it, and we um kind of um a uh, coming of age sort of story and i i i i I really um i really liked the kid and felt like kind of identified or something um with the story again to make us all feel old yeah 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 yeah. but i i I, I, I i thought it was a quite a um tender kind of a movie funny at times um and um yeah, maybe 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 there'll be some good, good stuff coming from John Hill if if he chooses to kind of um continue that um part of his career. Um, um I would say I didn't enjoy the Beethoven stuff in this movie, but I really <laughs> like Beethoven. So just check out Beethoven.
0: Take that Frank love you know, the
1: symphonies and the 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 piano sonatas. Um and I I think I've recommended like specific ones on the show before, but yeah, just check it out and see which ones you thought. So
0: you'd recommend that um, listeners feel the Beethoven?
1: <laughs> do, do. <laughs> but but I, I just thought that stuff in the movie was so lame. Um, yeah. The, um, I guess I didn't like Frank Grillo much in it. Um, and in, in, in terms of something kind of MMA related, uh, maybe check out uh, Choke. It's a uh, documentary on, you'll probably find it on YouTube. It's about, it's about, uh, Hicks and Gracie, and it's about one of these kind of, um, Grand Prix tournaments. Oh. And it's, uh, it's, it, it, it's the kind of brutal kind of early, early kind of beginnings of, um, mixed martial arts, but it, it's, um, it focuses on, um, Hicks and Gra- Gracie, who is this, um, uh, Tremend- like he he never went to the ufc because the, his family reasoned that he wouldn't make the point of their type of fighting um as well as his brother would because he, his brother hoyce wasn't like this supreme physical specimen you know they, they 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 felt like oh he's kind of like he's about 5'10 5'11 hoist and he's he's kind of he's not that kind of Heavy and you send him out to the UFC to show how he can beat everybody in spite of not being kind of like
0: oh so you have a narrative um, kind of
1: thing here yeah, but yeah. exactly it. yeah yeah whereas Hickson was just like <laughs> a, 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 this kind of uh,
0: gigantic sort of
1: well no that, yeah sorry he, he he an incredible kind of uh, fighter I guess is what I want to say but it, it's a it's it's a it's an interesting kind of a documentary uh, yeah and there's some incredible stuff in it.
0: Uh, In terms of recommendations for myself, um, I'd go with the the first season of Cobra Kai, actually, in terms of kind of like, you know, retro throwback combat stuff. I quite like the first season of Cobra Kai, I have to admit. I didn't like the second or third. I really disliked the second and third seasons of the show. I think the first one kind of got the, the kind of like the tone quite right in terms of like nostalgia, in terms of having a midlife crisis, and in terms of people inappropriately kicking the hell out of other people, you know, in terms of working through their issues. Which I feel is, you know, a nice kind of like bookend or kind of like counterpart to this. Uh in terms of other stuff that I would recommend, I mean we are in the midst of Oscar season we are not going to cover any Oscar movies this year, which I find remarkable. Um, We might cover Wolf Walker's soul will be the only major contender that we'll actually be doing an episode on. So I would probably recommend of the set that I've seen a promising young woman. Uh, which is phenomenal, and I know that uh, D recommended about two weeks ago. I think that um, Charlene um, recommended a couple of weeks before that as well, and it is it is phenomenal. It will be out on streaming on demand for American audiences as this is released, and is well worth your time. Uh, and also just walkers and Mank as well. Mank on uh, on sort of Netflix, which is is also worth your time as well. Oh,
1: yeah, I think the last time I recommended Mank, I hadn't seen
0: it. <laughs> you hadn't finished <laughs> I it. Had I already
1: started watching it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, yeah, I, I was I'd it all wells that. that ends wells. <laughs> ah. um, the, it's it's a funny year, isn't it? It's a, <laughs> I mean, that's not <laughs> like a new <laughs> thing. But you were talking about those Oscar uh, movies, and like, not only have I not seen them, but I hadn't heard about them. Oh yeah, you know. Uh, it's it's just um, it's, sur- well, it's surreal.
0: Like the Oscar slate this year is going to be, and again, like *Nomadland* is grand. Uh, *One Night in Miami* I really liked, and that'll be on Amazon Prime. You can stream that. Um, even things like, say, *Minari*, which is is nice, it's pleasant, but it's not particularly a breakout hit. *News of the World* with Tom Hanks, I quite liked, but I didn't love. It's it's an interesting year. I, um,
1: I, I like I have no idea what any of those are. are. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> who are these That's people? Crazy. Um, there's the there's the father with Anthony Hopkins about a man suffering with dementia that i haven't seen i really want to um yeah it, it's an interesting year in terms of oscar nominees i think mm. all right then with that in mind then we're going to wrap up um so before we do you can follow the podcast at at the 250 you can find us on stitcher on soundcloud wherever good podcasts are sold if you enjoy the podcast please feel free to leave a positive review a five-star review on your streamer of choice or even just share it kind of spread the love with anybody we've been very very touched uh, by the affection that people have shown uh, and we're very, very lucky to have the listeners that we do. Um, outside of that we'll be back next week, uh, when we'll be covering a hot and sexy new entry on the 250. And we've got two, oh two fantastic guests lined up. The wonderful Ronan Doyle, and the fantastic Jason Coyle, uh, who will be rejoining us for the first time for Scorsese season. We're going to be talking about the wonderful time of the gypsies, a hot new entry from 1988. Uh,
1: <laughs> why Why did you? Why was that your introduction? Hot <laughs> and <I'm> sexy. <laughs> it's hip and cool and with the kids. Yeah, are our, our listeners gonna be annoyed that we <laughs> <laughs> oversold it <laughs> perhaps. Yeah um, Yeah,
0: perhaps. Um, it, i will say if you do want to stream it is available on Voodoo, on movies anywhere, on various streaming services. You'll probably have to wait I'm until I'm looking forward to it. All right, deadly. Uh, we'll see you next week. Take it easy, guys.
1: Bye. Thanks everyone. Thanks so much.